0: So, Joseph Benavidez and Davidson Figueiredo. Two. Forgot to say that. This is the second fight. First fight, if you didn't watch it, you didn't know, don't know what happened. Um, they had a pretty average first round, couple rounds, and then there was a headbutt, and then Davidson Figueiredo ended up finishing the fight. They say it was off the headbutt. If you watch the fight, Joe Benavidez collided into Davidson Figueredo, but he says it was the other way around, and that's why he was rocked and stunned. Personally, I'm going to give my quick prediction on this fight, and I have Davidson Figueredo finishing it in the first round. I think he's not going to come in there, and there's going to be no game. I just don't think Joseph Benavidez is good enough, to be quite quite honest with you. I think, I think one, his career has is, 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 is faded out years ago. Um, and if you if you see, the dude's been in the game for how long and, and, and still fights the same way in every fight? you know, Who am I to say that that's wrong? Because I'm not a fighter. But as a person looking from the outside, that's what it looks like. It looks like he fights the same exact way every fight. So if I was a fighter and I was training for that, there's not much adjustment I would have to make from fighting you the first time. I know what you're going to bring this time. As long as I make my own adjustments, make me even better at my strengths, everything that I can do to make myself better, you know, I'm going to take him out early. And I think that's what Davidson Figueredo is going to do. I think he's going to take him out early. If it's not first round, it's going to be second round. But I don't see Joseph Benavidez winning this fight. I don't. I'm not, like, a, against Joseph Benavidez. I'm not, like, a hater of him. Um, I'm also, like, not a fan either. I don't really pay attention to much of his career. I know a lot of people don't really pay attention to much of the flyweights to begin with. You know, but I play I pay attention to a lot of the top guys in the flyweight division. You got like uh Brandon Moreno, you got uh Kara France, um I mean yeah, Joseph Benavidez, Davison Figueiredo, um Juicy a. Formiga, like you, you got different guys in the top of the division that are are, are good guys, but the one twenty 120, the one twenty five division just doesn't have much pop behind it. Yeah, they do have enjoying fights. They just don't have pop behind it. It just is what it is. It's almost like when WWE brought the Cruiserweight division back with the 205 Live stuff. Like, it just didn't have the pop. Like, yeah, these guys were cool. These guys could do these cool flips over the ring and all this stuff and, and cool spots and stuff like that, but it, it just didn't click. It didn't hit. So now it's all together. The whole roster's all together because it just doesn't click. So, yeah, watching the 125 guys, sometimes it just doesn't click when you were watching Demetrius Johnson early in his championship career in his championship run it was extremely enjoyable he put on super exciting fights and then it started getting boring to see him beat everybody's ass you know what I'm saying like he was beating everybody there was they were they literally made an ultimate fighter to find a guy in the world to beat him and they still couldn't do it let me think about that but then you know yeah, the, the flyweight division was dying. Demetrius Johnson lost to Henry Cejudo. Then got traded for Ben Askren, which is the first ever MMA trade. And Henry Cejudo went on to be the king of cringe and, and triple C and all these. And he actually rejuvenated the 125 division for a minute. But then kicked it and stuck at 135. and and, and brought more attention to 135 division, while the 125ers kind of just got pushed to the side, you know, so it's one of those things, I don't think anybody really hates the 125ers, and I think they'll watch them if they're on, but they don't, not many people get behind the fights and get behind the fighters, Uh, hopefully, hopefully, if people really want the 125ers to, to have a lot of hype, and a lot of people behind them, and stuff like that, Maybe this fight will be the fight to do it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it won't be a first round finish. Maybe it'll be a five round war of absolute like dudes just beating the crap out of each other for five rounds. Like, I don't know. It's 2020. I cannot predict a thing. Nothing. I can't even predict what I'm going to do in an hour because it's 2020. I don't even know what's going to happen within an hour. You know what I'm saying? Like 2020 is crazy. But no, I'm kidding. But overall. It's been it's been pretty good amount of fights, pretty good cards, and, and we got more to come. So I'm going to try to stay active on here, and hopefully I get better with this. I know it kind of sucks, but I'll get better. I'll talk to you later. So yeah, this is part two, UFC 251. Um, so we're basically just talking about the main event. It, it was a good main event. It, it, it was a decent, pretty average main event. Um, Jorge Masvidal came out. in the first round like Jorge, but it kind of faded. You can tell maybe the six days notice took him, took took too much out of him cardio-wise. The weight cut probably bothered him too. He fought well in the first round. You can tell that that Usman really didn't want to engage in a stand-up war um, in the first couple rounds, but once Usman got him down, and, and a wrestler, typically, you see it in a fight. You know, I'm not a wrestler. Never was a wrestler, so I don't know if this is true. But I see it. Whenever a wrestler gets you down once, they know they can get you down. They're gonna get you down again, and they're gonna keep doing it. And they're gonna manhandle you, and they're just gonna either you get you get different types of wrestlers. Okay, you get the one that's gonna hold you up against the cage or hold you on the ground. Just hold the position and tire you out. Put their hand on your mouth and and, and control your breathing. All that kind of stuff. Then you're also going to get the guy who's going to maul you and and make it quick. Like, I'm going to take you down. I'm going to, you know, put you right into the submission with no problem. Quick transition, everything. Boom, boom, boom. Tap you, sub you, game over, get it out quick. You know what I'm saying? There's the wrestlers like that. There's the ones who are kind of like they'll take you down and they'll just beat on you you know, just because they're stronger than you type thing, like they're just going to impose their will on you, you know, there's, there's that kind of wrestler too, um, I know Masvidal can wrestle, you know, I've seen it in different videos, different training videos and stuff like that, I know Masvidal can wrestle, um, but Usman's a big dude, and he's a strong dude too, so it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, he could wrestle, but six days notice, not getting a full training camp for Usman specifically, you know, could have thrown him off, could have messed up that fight. But I would love to see them run that back. I think the fight would be a good fight if they ran that back. They both had a full training camp to go and gets each other. I think it would be really good cuz cuz Masvidal was stuffing some takedowns and when he and Usman did get a takedown, Usman wasn't doing much. Usman was just controlling controlling his own pace, um stopping the foot of Masvidal couple of shoulder shots, you know, he landed a couple body shots that were pretty good, you know. He won the fight, no doubt. Boring, most would say so. Kind of boring to me as well, but he used his strengths to win his fight. Simple as that. Like, anybody that's mad at that, you can't be mad at that. Every champion is going to do that. They're going to use their strength that they know can win the fight. He's not going to stand there and try to try to box and trade with Jorge the whole fight. Because he he knows he has got the hands. Something might go wrong. He might get clipped. You never know. You know what I'm saying? Play to your strength. GSP played to his strength. Everybody says he's the GOAT. I think he's the GOAT. So, like, he played to his strengths, though. And he did it well. He did it very well. Was he a little bit more aggressive? Yeah. But if you look towards the later points of his career, more of his later fights, he was fighting not to finish fights, but just not to lose. You know what I'm saying? Like do my, f- go in there, fight my fight, get the decision, grab my belt, go home, do it again in, in a couple months. You know, that, that was GSP. So definitely one of the goats, but beyond that UFC 251 was, it was a good card to open up the whole fight Island thing. And I, I enjoyed it. Um, and then along with, Another fight on Fight Island with the whole Calvin Cater and Dan Ige card. I didn't really watch the entire card. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, and I didn't watch the entire <coughs> fight. I watched the first four, first four rounds and it seemed like the whole fight was just going Cater's way. I remember watching in the second round when uh, Dan Ige was coming with this. It was like either a right hook or a right straight to the body coming over with the left. And then the left was landing on Cater, and if, I think it was the later, of the first round, and a little bit in the second round. And then Cater justin was catching him with a snap left hook. But um, yeah, other than that, I really didn't watch much of that card. So I'm probably just gonna skip to the analysis of this next Abu Dhabi fight with uh, Joseph Benavides and Davison Figueroa. What's going on, fight fans? Welcome to episode two of Combat and Kick It. Uh, today, I'm going to talk a lot about UFC 251 and how I felt about the card, the, every fight in it. Um, also, going to talk about Cater versus Ige, and then my analysis for tomorrow night's fights with uh, Joseph Benavidez and Davidson Figueredo for the Flyweight Championship. So, yeah, I know I'm almost about a week late for UFC 251, but at the same time, there was, there was we had the Wednesday fight, and then we got tomorrow night's set of fights, so it's all... Like it's just a good time to do it right now. So to start with UFC 251, I had a couple predictions right. I had a, my Amanda Reboss prediction was correct that she was gonna either she was either gonna sub Paige, which she did, or it was gonna go to a decision. I just did not see any way that Paige Van Zandt was gonna win that fight. Um, after that for Peter Jan versus uh Jose Aldo, it kinda went how I expected it. I feel like Jose had a couple points where you know, he had a couple strong points, but, you know, in the long run, Peter Young, he keeps the same pace. He keeps that same pace, that same pressure. He's relentless. People say he slows down. Uh, uh, like, I didn't see him slow down at all. Like, he to me, he keeps the same pace. He looked real good in that fight, and he looks better each and every fight. Um, but Jose did not look bad. So I know a lot of people are looking back like, oh, Jose needs to retire. No, because he didn't look bad. To me, Jose looked pretty damn good for being a guy who's I don't even know if he's pushing 40 or if he's in his 40s, but talking about a guy who's put possibly pushing his 40s, he just decided on the late side of his career that he wants to go and fight down at 135, he's been fighting 145 since the beginning of time, um, so him going down, making that move, that's a tough move, and then he's fighting the cream of the crop of the division, I mean, what can you say about him, like, We've seen him fight the cream of the crop of the 135 division out of two guys that are two top fighters. You can't really predict off of that without seeing him with a couple more fights. I'd like to see him fight somebody that, that's trying to make it in the top 10s or something like that and see where that goes. Um, that, that to me, would determine if if Jose needs to, to call it or if he needs to keep going. Because I'm a huge Jose Aldo fan. I'm one of those people, though, like, when it gets to the point where... You know, you should retire and call it quits. And you keep fighting and then you keep losing. It's like, dang, you're taking away from that legendary status that you have. That's always how I looked at it. I know a lot of people don't look at it that way. But that's always how I looked at it. But besides that, we'll get to the next fight. Which was our co-main event, which is Volkanovski and Max Holloway. My prediction was way off. Max Holloway completely, completely, completely came out way different than I expected him to. Um, he had, con- he had, a, he had more of a, like, a confidence behind him. He, he just wanted that belt back, you could see. He was hungry for the belt back. I thought his pressure, his pace was good. Um, he, every time Alex hit him with a leg kick this time, he still wasn't checking the leg kicks, but every time Alex hit him with a leg kick, he answered back with a leg kick of his own. Um, you know, he's a little bit more versatile than the first fight, and I, I thought Max won either 3-2, if not 3-2, 4-1. I don't see any, any way that Alex Volkanovsky pulled out that win. A lot of people see it that way. I personally do not. I, I think Max had that with, with ease, especially if Alex Volkanovsky won the first fight with ease, then Max won this one with ease too. You know what I'm saying? I look at this fight very similar to Rose versus uh, Joanna too kind of similar. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to say Volkanovsky won, then you're going to have to say that Joanna won. That's kind of the comparison I was making on uh, on Saturday night when I was talking to talking to other people about it. But, you know, it, it, it was a good fight. It was a good fight. I'd love to see a third one between both of them. Um, and who knows? They probably both want it. I know you obviously know Max wants it, but who knows what Alex who knows what he wants to do. Maybe he wants to fight another contender or go for that third fight with Max, and, and, and he can do what he wanted to do in the second fight and prove that nothing's a fluke, you know, but um, besides that, we got the main event, which was phenomenal, um, actually, it wasn't the greatest, but we'll talk more about that in the next next little snippet in part two, but uh, yeah, catch me in part two.